turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm going to say a little prayer real fast just so that we can get on the right track. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time together. Thank you for the people that are listening. Help them to have ears to hear. For the words that are spoken are your words, not Sue Freeze's words, and uh, discernment in my spirit to just let the Holy Spirit guide what's going to happen here today. In all these things we ask, in Jesus' name, amen. So today, when I pray and I'm asking for, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? I always take into my personal experiences what's going on in my life. And there's a lot coming at all of us, I'm sure. There's just a lot coming at us. And the question is, how do we endure? How do we get through this? Where do we find our strength? What causes us to just not roll up into a ball and put the blankets over our head and just say, I don't want to deal with this right now? I know I've been there too. But what's the difference? What helps us to just get through things and... When do you feel the most empowered when you're going through something? These are the questions that I want to help us with today because what I'm discovering is our enthusiasm and our passion and our belief system is what helps us thrive, helps us strive, and helps us be more than maybe we would have been if we didn't have this internal source of strength. So I'm going to put on my headset and get a move on. This is good, good stuff here. So for the Facebook Live, I want to show this book. And it's called Strength Finders by Tom Rath. And those that are listening, you can reference this book too. If you buy this book, what it will have is an opportunity for you to take their test. And their test is going to give you insight. Now you might already think you know or already do know what your strengths are. But it might have a different word, a different name that describes what it is our strengths are. And it goes five deep. It gives you the five strengths that they're talents, they're strengths, they're the things where you feel the best when you move in these things. And the beauty of that is this book is saying that, you know, you have to know where, what your strengths are and you move in those strengths, but you also want to surround yourself with people that have strengths compatible, but also even fill in the gaps, right? It's a good thing to fulfill all of that area and you have to know where your deficit is because we all have it. We can't all be good at all things, right? That isn't the way we were created is that we have our gifts, we have our talents and we need to know where our strengths lie and work in our strengths. I say that all the time, even in the spiritual gifts. 
at church a while, a while ago, I was put in charge of people in our church family would go through this class called Spiritual 303, 301, 303. And they would go through this class because we were helping them and the Lord was helping them discover where their gifts were so that we could place them in service, in ministry, in those areas where they already thrive, where they're better. They're better at these things. And what we found is when we did that, people were happier. And, you know, we, we want to have the joy of the Lord be our strength, but we also just want to feel fulfilled in our life. And what brings more fulfillment than being good at something? I mean, accomplishing goals and reaching the higher. Those are really good feelings when you, you know, press yourself and you're pressing yourself in an area that is a strength so that you can just get better and build that muscle, that strength muscle to where you can become, you know, all that God wants and created you to be. It's a good thing. This last weekend, I was really, really being hard on myself because I have all these open-ended projects that are happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Can you relate? And I'm going, I'm not accomplishing. I'm not getting anything done. And I had a friendly reminder saying, but look, look at what you've accomplished so far. And so sometimes we can push ourselves and and think that we're not making progress when really we are. But for me, it's not happening quick enough. (laughs) I want it to happen more and better and strive for more and better. So in the assessment this weekend, I had to write things down on all the things that are still left to be done. And then I had to itemize what those things were and decide on if this is something that I personally can do or if I could put a name next to that item to say, I think this person has those gifts and those talents and they would be better suited to be able to do that than I would. So with that being said, you know, I have the ministry house, which some of you know about, and I'll just give a little commercial on that because if any of you want something to do and you want to use your strengths or your gifts in an area that could serve so many Uh, We have this ministry house. It's a four-bedroom, four-bath, and it's been under uh, construction, I guess you would call it, uh, renovation for a year and a half now. And I'm, I'm going, wow, a year and a half has already passed by. But it's because we're only being able to work on it on weekends. And so every weekend has been devoted and sacrificed to uh, create this home for moms and children who need a fresh start and new start. And it's very exciting. I mean, I can almost, when I walk in, I can almost hear the children laughing and talking. And it's just really wonderful. Uh, It just brings, you know, a warmth, a warmth that flows through my heart when I think about moms that are struggling right now that feel like they can't get out of a bad situation because they might lose their kids or they might even lose their own lives. It's a very terrible place, and it's something very secret um, that, you know, you can't really talk about too much because when you do, you're worried about being exposed, and maybe the person that you most definitely are fearful of could be the one that could hear something and, you know, that anger and that not knowing what's going to come next could be something that you'd be facing. So, so moms or women... Uh, you know, anyone out there that is hearing this, that this is you and you're going, boy, she's talking to me right now. I just want you to understand that there are safe places 
and you can get help and you can find protection if you don't know how if you don't know where to go can you remember sue freeze spelt like fries one word dot com if you can just remember that or remember to you know well you have to go to the podcast uh, and look this show up, and you can get this information again. But Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. If you can't remember that, remember the radio station that you're listening to right now. It could be San Diego, K-Praise, K-P-R-Z. It could be KKLA for Los Angeles and L.A., 99.5. It could be uh, K-D-A-R or 98.3, The Word. Or you could be way up in Santa Maria, uh, at KUHL, uh, any one of these stations or podcasts, of course, on the iPhone, that app, podcast, you can look me up and find me there. Connect with me, would you? Just connect with me and tell me what's going on. Uh, you know, you could just write help. You could write please, uh, just whatever. Um, write whatever. Connect with me. If you just put your email in there, um, I can be very discreet. We can find a way to communicate, okay? Um, it's a very careful situation. I realize that you are important. God is watching, and he's seen what's going on, and he's not happy. And what God does is he uses people. He puts people in your path. I might be that person. And if I am, I, I will help any way I can. I can connect you to other sources, or maybe you're supposed to be in the ministry house that has been being renovated. Maybe it's been renovated just for you and your children. This is heartfelt for me. It's something that God placed on Sufri's heart when she was about 12 years old. I'm now 61, and it's taken this long for this to happen. So why would I tell you that? I tell you that because God places things in our heads, in our hearts. It's this God dreams. And we cannot let anyone or anything snuff that out. Your light needs to shine. And you've gone through what you've gone through, no matter what your story is. And we all have at least one story. I'm sure more. But we didn't go through that just to go through it. It's not for naught. It's because it can be used for Christ. It, it is for the glory of God. Things that I've been through, I am not a victim. I'm victorious in Jesus' name, and so are you. And the sooner we grab onto that, and the sooner we, we just realize that God has the final chapter. It's already been written, and we are victorious in it, it takes some of the sting out of what we're going through moment by moment and day by day. So you're tuning in right now, and I'm very thankful and humbled for the relationship of having you listen. And I'm hoping and praying that there is something that's being said that can nudge you in a direction other than where you're going or headed if it's not really the direction in which God wants you to go. The Holy Spirit is in charge. People say, why do you listen to your show, Sue? You're the one that's, you know, (laughs) 
you were the one talking on your show. Why do you have to listen? I said, because the Holy Spirit is working through me. The Holy Spirit is speaking. And so I listen because the Holy Spirit needs to tell me things too. So I'm forever grateful for the opportunity to be here with you. So the ministry house is one of the items that uh, has taken a lot of time, effort, energy. I have the radio show that I go to once a week. And I love doing it, even though it's, you know, it's an hour show. But it takes me an hour to drive here, an hour to drive back. So there's three hours. And then the time preparing, praying for the actual show. So, yeah, it's an hour show. But for every hour, I don't know how many hours go into prep for the show. And a lot of my prep comes from me just being aware of the life lessons that God's teaching me. Because I'll say, okay, God, I know there's a lesson here. What is it? And this weekend, uh, not having a lot of busyness because we decided not to work at the ministry house this weekend. It was a time off weekend. And I really, it's hard for me to just be still. It's hard for me to not have a to-do list a mile long. Can you relate to what I'm saying right now? And sometimes we just need to rest and be still. I'm not very good at it. I'm just being honest. I'm not very good at it at all. And during this time, I sat in this little white macrame chair that uh, Caitlin, a friend of Tyson's, donated uh, to the lake house. And I sat in this chair with my big mug, and I had jammed my fingers, so it was very hard for me to hold this big mug. But I'm sitting there with my coffee, and it's like my, my... little swing macrame chair that I just love looking out over nature, the birds singing, the sun shining, just listening to the noises and just feeling the breeze and just, you know, asking the Lord to just talk to me, to just reveal what he has for me today. And it's a very special, special time. And if you've never tried it, I recommend it highly. But just sitting there and, and getting strength, getting peace through the silence and the peace of just being in, in his presence. It's a really wonderful thing. So when I was thinking about where the strength comes from when you've got all of the busyness of everything coming at you, you know, just, you know, so much coming at you, where do you find your strength? Where does strength come from? And I was talking to a friend, Lee Whitmore, before uh, I got on the show. And I said, Lee, what should I talk about today? What do you think I should talk about today? And he says, I think you should talk about, you know, the spirit of being positive, that positive spirit that we have to thrust through all the negativity in this world and being in business and having all the negativity that comes our way, that we have to focus on the positive, you know, the good report, the good things that are happening. And I thought that is so perfect because that's so right on with what I was going to talk about already. So I thought that was great. So God is pleased by our progress not perfection. Isn't that a wonderful statement? God is pleased by our progress, not perfection. Jennifer Heron uh, is the person that wrote this article. My goal in life is to be transformed and to learn to walk in love as I continue to grasp just how much 
I am already loved by my precious Heavenly Father. Seeing this love will enable me to know which goals I should strive for, the goals God desires for me to have. The more I realize the immenseness of God's love for me, the more I will make progress on goals that I would like to complete. God doesn't love our completed tasks as much as he loves our enthusiasm to work for him. He is pleased the entire time that we are taking steps of obedience, not just at the end. There are some things that will never be completed this side of heaven, like world peace, for instance. But God is pleased when we take steps to live in unity with one other person, one person at a time. Progress toward our goals, and even more importantly, progress toward our becoming more like Christ, is an ongoing thing. There will always be more to do and more ways to grow in character and love. God is pleased when we take steps, when we step out of our comfort zones, and when we try. Stepping out of our comfort zones. Now, there's a whole radio show all on its own, right? We have to press ourselves. We have to push. And sometimes it's not comfortable. Places we have to go, things we have to do, things that we might not want to say that we need to say. Hebrews 11 says a lot about God's happiness with our progress, otherwise known as faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for and is the evidence of things not seen yet. Through faith, people earn a good reputation. We can never fully know God and his ways, but we can take steps to seek him and seek to walk in the ways that we can decipher. I will and should complete tasks in this life, and with enough progress, the end of a project will come. But there will be another project to follow that. It's a journey, and each project will teach me something new and grow my character. You can be obedient and make progress each day of your life, a little at a time, and God will help you as you seek him. God gave you that good work to do, and he won't leave you until your progress is complete. A little side story. See, this goes right along with what I was dealing with this weekend, feeling like I'm not doing enough and I'm not getting it done quick enough. And what's the next step? And how do I accomplish that? And who do I need to call? And what do I need to do? And gathering the information and having it readily available by taking pictures of my phone or emailing this person or doing this and having a folder with everything in it that I need in order to be ready and prepared for when the time comes. There's a lot of gathering, a lot of things that we need to think about and do before the time comes that we need to complete this project or get to the next step. I was thinking about a seminar I went with with my daughter, Tiana, in Vegas. She started this new uh, program, this new company, and it has to do with insurance and annuities and indexes and all these things. And I won't get into it, but if you're interested in more information, just give me a call or connect with me, and I'll tell you more about it or connect you with my daughter. It's very interesting, very interesting information. Anyway, when I was there, they had all these speakers coming up. It was like a jam session of speakers, and they were all just impactful for another reason, because they were all working in their own strengths. They were accomplishing a similar goal, but they were all working in their similar strengths, strengths where uh, you know, it just empowered them, right? And we're talking about the strengths, right? We're talking about your strengths. They're talking about my strengths. And one of the strengths that I saw 
is there was this one Asian guy, and he was announced, and he was announcing, you're not going to understand a word this guy says. And I'm thinking, why would they choose this person to come up there and speak to us when we're not going to even be able to understand a thing he says? And I have to truly tell you, can't tell you his name right now. Those that were there can understand what I'm saying right now. I'm sure some are listening and they're laughing right now because it's true. But we were so caught up in his enthusiasm and his presence on that stage with his enthusiasm just caused you to want to be enthusiastic with him. And it caused this igniting of this passion that he had that you just, it's contagious. And so when we live and work in our strengths, we become more enthusiastic and more contagious to where people are just want what you have. So whether that's, of course, your love for the Lord and you, people see the joy of the strength, you know, joy of the Lord be your strength and they see the joy that you wear every day. It's not putting on makeup. It's the joy of the Lord. And when people see this smile and they just feel your peace that you have, even though, you know, everybody's going through tough times and busyness and all this. But when they see that, they're going, wow, I want what that person has. Because that enthusiasm. And it's working in your strengths and knowing what your strengths are. Which, hence, Strength Finders helps. Knowing the Lord and building a relationship with the Lord is the biggest strength. And I will get into the character of enthusiasm. But before that, I want to give you some scriptures. Because I don't know about you, but I love scriptures. And we all need to be living in scriptures. We have to memorize them and get them in our hearts and our minds so that we can refer to them when we need them. So here's some on strength. I had Lydia, my assistant, she pulled these out for me from Bible Gateway. I just love that program. And I said, pull up strength. I want to see strength. And she did. And the Bible results of how many times you see the word strength in the Bible, which I think is very interesting. There's be strong, but this is strength. 232 times. Now, when I think about reading scriptures, I don't remember that being so many times reading the word strength. So here we go. You ready? Deuteronomy 6.5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Aha, you remember that one. That's, that's a real common one, isn't it? So Isaiah forty twenty nine, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Anybody need some power today? He increases the power of the weak. Exodus fifteen two. the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Exodus fifteen thirteen. in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Numbers fourteen seventeen. now may the Lord's strength be displayed just as you have declared. How do you display the Lord's strength? How does one do that? By having this confidence, I would bet. Yes, having a confidence knowing the victory is won. The battle has been won. And the victory is ours. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Bye. 
bugs have one instinct, survival, and the coolness of your home draws them in, unless E. coli guard your home. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady, owner of E. coli termite and pest control services. And yes, this is her son, Tyson. This hot weather is driving bugs and perhaps rodents yuck, into your home, but we can drive them back out. Our family-friendly pest control method eliminate insects and rodents without causing harm to your family and pets. And right now, we're offering a free pestament to keep the bugs where they belong, outside and far away from your home. Just call us at 877-332-BUGS. We know how to find pests and end their survival. Call us today for a free pestament. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Bugs hate that we make our service so effective. Call 877-332-BUGS. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control, as, as gentle, gentle as, as a, a butterfly. butterfly. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from E. Cola, is here. And Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home, but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our E. Cola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood? And you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Cola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to be a sponsor of this show, if you'd like to advertise on this show, it's very inexpensive because I want to help you feel what it feels like and see the results of advertising on my show. And look... Once we've gone through that process and you find and you discover the ROI is there, then I can connect you to my ad man, Craig, and he can help you or my Cataly in San Diego, just wherever we are, I'll connect you so that you can get uh, exactly what you need. No more, no less, exactly what you need. So business owners out there, if you have something you want to sell, this is a great way to do it, but you got to connect with me. So go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries oneword.com and I'll help you with that all right and if you need termite or pest control I am hoping that you will choose E. Cola termite and pest management services we want to be your first choice but if we can't be your first choice let us be your second opinion because my website we put so much time so much money and so much effort in our website and there's a mobile app also and we've done that because we really want to educate our customers so that when they're educated they will choose us because we have all of the elements. We have all the methods in our toolbox to take care of whatever situation you have going on. So what do we do? We do termite. We do pest. We do rodent exclusions. We do bed bugs. What else do we do? We insulation so you can save on your energy bills. So give us a call and let us take care of all that for you. So back to strengths. Numbers fourteen seventeen. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed. 
just as you have declared. I said that before the break, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Because in order to display strength, do you need to show your muscles off? Well, maybe. Or maybe you just need to show that you have a confidence level. You're courageous in whatever you're going through, or you have this impactful attitude, your posture and everything. You're just, you're posturing yourself because you already have assumed the win. Doesn't that feel good just to think about that? Just visualize your shoulders, back, your head, high. You've got a smile on your face because you know that your opposition is defeated. Whew, that feels good to me. Oh, man, I'm so glad. Deuteronomy 8.17. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Anything we put our hand to, any time we sacrifice our time, there is a benefit to it. But we have to look at what we're doing, what we want to accomplish, how long is it going to take to get there, and what are the steps. Correct? I mean, it sounds simple, doesn't it? But sometimes taking the time to prepare and to plan might be something we're running through, we're just getting through the day and another day go by, another day go by, another day go by. And we don't accomplish the goals because we're not focused on what's important, the priorities of the moment. And I have to tell you firsthand, if you are juggling a lot of things, they always say, if you want something done, have the busiest person handle it. Okay, I'm one of those. Everybody asks me to do this because they know I can. And um, usually they know I will. But lately I've had to learn the word no because God has a plan for me that I was created to do, a purpose for Sufri's to accomplish. And if I do everybody else's, I don't have enough time to do what God wants Sue to do. So this is another thing where you think about where your strengths are, you know, where you are best. And let somebody else that's better at that do that so you can focus on what you're best at. I think that makes total sense, but it took a while for me to learn that. I had to just like, I felt like I was like, <laughs> I was getting buried and I felt like I was digging, going uphill. But every time I got to a certain place, the dirt kept coming up over my head and I just couldn't get out. And it's because I was taking on everybody else's priorities and everybody else's gifts and strengths and not focused on what God purposed for Sue Freeze to do. So if that's the only golden nugget you get today, I would say that was one I, I earned and learned the hard way. So the character of enthusiasm, are you enthusiastic, is a question. And what are you enthusiastic about? What gets you like all revved up? What, what ignites you? What gets you excited? Because I am finding really right now with the, the um, ministry house that I've been working on for a year and a half, not alone, I've had help, lots of it, and I'm thankful for all of that, and so is God. But I'm finding that I've lost enthusiasm because I feel like it's just not happening fast enough. And I just ugh, want to accomplish this goal. And, I, and I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired. I'm getting worn out. So having this last weekend to, to just not be there was healthy. It was refreshing and renewing. Plus, I took time to write a list and figure out who's going to do what. So it's planning and preparing and that's the thing, okay? So I am enthusiastic about it. I'm enthusiastic about the, out, the outcome, the, the results of 
having mothers be in a safe place and having children be able to run around and laugh and have it be a healthy environment for them. I'm, I'm ex- enthusiastic and nervous because I don't know all the details. I don't have all of it figured out. And that's okay. See, that's, it's a step out in faith. I'm doing my part. I'm paving the way and I'm doing what I have in my hand. Moses used his staff because he used what he had in his hand. Right? And that's, that's a, a, another whole message on management, good management, is you use what you have. Use what you have. Parenting, if you're a parent, use what you have. I was talking to Daniel. Uh, he's my um, commercial salesman now. He's worked up the ranks, and he's just wonderful, and I just appreciate him so much. And I was talking to him today about you know, um, the way we discipline our children and how we, you know, teach them in the way they shall go so they don't depart from it and I was telling them that you've got to be two steps ahead of them so you have to look at what's important to them for instance I gave the example of a five-year-old if you threaten to take the keys away it's really not going to matter is it they're not driving so it's really not going to matter that they're not going to have the keys because they don't want the keys but I was telling about my my nephew Blake and Blake uh, my sister Darcy she she would get frustrated because she couldn't get Blake to do what she wanted. And um, I took them out on the lake, and I told Blake that I need him to wear a baseball cap, and I need him to wear long sleeves. And he goes, no, I don't want to wear long sleeves. I don't even want to wear the life jacket. And I said, okay, well, you can stay in the motorhome. Um, it's my boat, and it's my rules. And so when you decide that you want to abide by my rules, you will be able to get in the boat. Uh, but until then, you know, here here's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and here's the motorhome. You can just sit in here. It's nice and cool. And we're going to go out and have fun, okay? So when you decide that you want to do things the way we're supposed to do them, then, you know, you can be part of the part of the fun. Well, I think it took five minutes, maybe not even. And here he comes out of the door, and he's got his long sleeves on, and he's got his cap on. And she goes, how did you do that? I said, it wasn't hard because we need to know their motivation. We need to know uh, what what's important to them. Why is that important? It's being ahead of the game and understanding strengths. It's understanding um, what people want. What people want. Do you know what you want? I talked about this last week in um, What's Next. Is that we truly need to know what we want. And when we know what we want and we're going for what we want, do you think we'll be enthusiastic about it? I think so. Is the character of enthusiasm working in you? Here's how you can find out. Take a careful look at this character and fruit of enthusiasm from God's most precious word by examining the passages below. Now ask yourself, how do I exhibit enthusiasm in my daily life? Hmm. What can I do to develop a better attitude of passion and enthusiasm? Number three, what blocks enthusiasm from working and being exhibited in me? These are really good, good questions. Really good questions. You might have to push replay. Ha ha. <laughs> but you might have to listen to the podcast more than once because you should be writing these down. How can I make enthusiasm function better, stronger, faster, even in times of uncertainty and stress? Enthusiasm will enable us to overcome disappointments and setbacks so we can be positive, optimistic, and keep up our interest, attitude, and zeal. Love that word, zeal, even when things are harsh. Enthusiasm is the fuel that empowers the Christian his or her testimony, and gives him or her the love for the call that he or she has been given. Enthusiasm is the pipe through which flows the earnest endeavor of our work and service. Along with this passion will come the natural desire that we do our best for God's glory. 
Apathy, indifference, and laziness are the opposites. Apathy is thinking the greatest is in the past. The vine becomes withered, and there is no desire to impact oneself with Christ. Apathy destroys passion and devotion. When there's no effort to impact others, the church will stagnate and eventually die. Laziness is a fear of change because it requires one to grow beyond his or her comfort level. Resisting change becomes the prerequisite of an unwilling and unyielding heart to the Lord or the energy to follow Christ. All it leaves is excuses. So the diseases of apathy, gossip, pride, legalism, and slander, the list can go on and on, will take the place of enthusiasm. How would you define enthusiasm? Is it a duty or does it flow naturally? What are the things that cause you to be indifferent to others? You know what mine is? Inconsiderateness, if that's a word. I really, really, really have a hard time when people are inconsiderate. And I am hoping that I am not inconsiderate. If somebody ever experiences Sufri's being inconsiderate, please let me know. Because it's just such a big deal to me. And it's a simple thing. There's simple things that can just make life a lot easier if people would just think about how this affects that. I just really appreciate you tuning in with me today, the Sue Free Show. And uh, yeah, you're on the Sue Free Show. And I am so grateful that you're here. And it's no coincidence that you're here because there's something being said or been said that you really needed to hear. And I don't know what it is, but God does. So thank you for joining in. What happens to our relationships with God and others when we are lazy? When have you been filled with enthusiasm the most? Think about that. In what situation do you fail to be enthusiastic when you should have been? What issue is in your life that would improve with more enthusiasm? Think through the steps you need to take to put enthusiasm into action in a specific instance, such as motivating yourself by the help of the Spirit to seek more passion, directing it to His call on your life. That's a key right there, is that if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to do it, look for a place to serve. Look for a person that needs something. Going to the groceries, help down the stairs, the simplest of tasks, walking somebody's dog for them, anything. Just get out of yourself and and be there for someone else. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, Philippians 2, 13. No matter what you're going to face this next week, you're not going to face it alone. God is with you, he's in you, and he is for you. Philippians 2, 13 says that God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working in you. The word working in Greek is the word energos, from which we get the word energy. God is the energy driver in your life. You're not just going on willpower. You're not just going on your own power. God says he will give you the power you need no matter what you're facing. I'll take that, Lord. Give me some power. Not only is he in you, he's with you. The Bible says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. That's quite a promise. Not only is God with you and in you, God is also for you, Romans 8.31. If God is for us, no one can defeat us. 
Because of his goodness, God gives us things we don't deserve, such as forgiveness and salvation. Because of his mercy, God doesn't give us things we do deserve. For instance, because we've sinned, we deserve to go to hell. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, God doesn't give us what we deserve. Do you ever feel the smile of God in your life? If you don't, you don't really know God. Some people think God is like the angry parent who's mad at them all the time. No, God is for you. If you want to be happy, you need to get up every morning and say, God, thank you that you're going to be with me today. You're going to be in me today. And you're going to be for me today. Isn't that great news? If God is with you and God is in you and God is for you, what in the world are you doing being depressed? That's all really good, isn't it? There's more here. I really want people to understand what their gifts are and how important it is. So I want to read the gifts that the strength finders, the strengths, not the gifts, the strengths. There's 34 themes and ideas for action. And I want you to just listen to these and try to think about which one you might be. And the, the, there's top five for each person. So is it achiever, activator, adaptability, analytical, arranger, belief, command, communication, competition, connectedness, consistency, context, deliberative, developer, Discipline, empathy, focus, futuristic, harmony, ideation, includer, individualization, input, intellection, learner, maximizer, positivity, relater, responsibility, restorative, self-assurance, significance, strategic, and woo. When you take this test, it will tell you your five strengths. And we have more than five, okay? We probably have all of these things. But this is helping you decide or find out where your strongest gifts are. And that's important for the reason that I said in the very first half is that you understand where your strengths are, understand where your weaknesses are, and you fill the gaps with other people that are better at the other things that you're not the best at. And if you work in the things that you're really good at, you will progress and be happier about it. I, I know this firsthand by watching kids on a playground. If you've ever watched kids on a playground and, and they're learning like a new game, there's hopscotch and there's jump rope and there's, you know, the bars going across the bars and the swings. And I don't know, I'm sure there's more, um, yeah, we had dodgeball and some other ones that I really loved. Anyway, so there's some kids that will gravitate for one of those. And what they do is they find which one they're better at. And they go towards that because they don't want to be the last person chosen to be on a team. That's really mortifying and it hurts really bad. So nobody wants to be that kid that stands out and is left at the end of choosing teams and, and things like that. But that child that didn't get chosen for that game probably is probably good in chess or some other board game, card game. Now with the smartphones, you know, all those games, the apps and all of that. So everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses and people feel better 
when they're succeeding at whatever they're doing. Would you agree? I mean, think about it. Just think about your past. Think about your life. And think about what you really excel at, what really gets you excited. Where is your enthusiasm? Where is it at? What are you good at? One of mine is maximizer. Okay, so this gives you an idea. Because I'm always saying, is there a better way to do this? It's something that my employees, they hear me say a million times. And I didn't realize that I was being a maximizer, but I'm being a maximizer. I'm trying to be the most efficient with my moments, my money, my time, everything. And I want to maximize every minute. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, doesn't everybody think like this? Doesn't everybody think like this? And no, not everybody does think like this, right? There's, there's so many other things. The woo, I didn't understand what the woo was because it's not me. I don't, I don't have the woo, which I think I do have the woo, but it's, you know, it's um, the woo factor. I don't know how to explain it. It's just uh, festivity and, and woo. It's, you know, red lipstick or just, you know, it's the woo factor. Maybe it's performance kind of thing. I don't know. I'd have to read it. This explains every single one in detail. So you can go, oh, now I get it. Now what I get, I get that, what that word is. I understand it more. So you can look up Strengths Finders 2.0, Tom Rath. It's number one New York Times bestselling author, number one Wall Street Journal bestseller. And it's got a little card in here you pull out and you actually can do the test. It costs you money. I don't know how much, but it's worth it. It's worth it because it's discovery. It's figuring out, you know, like what you're made of or who you are and, and what your gifts are and your strengths are. So it's a good thing. And, in, you know, in business, it's really helpful because it helps you figure out how to um, maybe present something to someone or talk to somebody. Maybe, maybe different words can be chosen. That's going to help. In a sales environment, it helps too. Uh, just understanding all of that. So it's really good. Knowledge is power. You know, that's what it says. Seven ways to come closer to God during a crisis. God has not abandoned you. It is easy to feel like no one understands the true depth of your pain and that heaven does not care. But that is not true. God loves you and has not abandoned you despite your desperate circumstances. Some of his most loved servants constantly face difficult situations. Do not despair when things go terribly wrong. Number two, you are not being punished, but you may be being shaped. I like that. Sometimes it does feel like punishment. But I say you're being prepped for your next assignment. And it's all in how we look at things. And sometimes when we're going through the darkest of the dark, it's kind of hard to see the light. But it's there. It would be naive to think that all our crises are spontaneous. We usually have at least a small part to play in their development. But it would be equally silly to think that your crisis is a punishment from God. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes bad things happen to the rest of us to give us the chance to grow into being good people. Number three, choose whether your crisis will make you harsher or kinder. We have a choice, you know. You have a choice on how you're going to handle each situation. Use this hardship to grow into something beautiful. In our house, we have a sign that says, just when the caterpillar thought the world was over, it became a butterfly. I love that. I'm a butterfly fan. It is completely optional to learn from your trials and to have an open heart. And because it's not mandatory, many people don't choose to travel that road. They become embittered and cynical. It doesn't look pretty on anybody to be bitter or cynical. I don't know anybody that has those things happening to them where they are attractive because they're not. 
and they don't feel good inside, outside. They just don't feel good. See the good all around you, even in the thick of hard times. It's easy to let the crisis become the center of attention, and sometimes rightly so, but it's also important to come up for air. There is God-given beauty, life, and joy all around us, but we have to set aside our worries and fears long enough to enjoy them. If you are having a hard time seeing the good around you, try keeping a gratitude journal. Spend more time in nature. Serve someone outside of your home or listen to uplifting music. Number five, tell God everything. The horrible, angry, fearful things as well as about the small successes and the simple pleasures of your day. Prayer and meditation are one of the most important things you can do for your well-being during a time of crisis. You may feel conflicting emotions simultaneously. You may feel and act in ways that are not up to your normal level of behavior. God wants to hear about all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He cares about everything with your life. And he wants you to get through it all with his help. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. And thank you for joining me today. Bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.